Welcome to the Totem Podcast. My name is Tim Irvine. I'm here with uh, my partner, Dr. Stacy Irvine. Uh, we're happy to be back again, uh, talking about some awesome information. And really, the whole purpose of the podcast is to educate and then cut through a lot of the confusion that is in the wellness world. As we know, there, there is a lot. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Totem. Get your Totem. <laughs> And uh, we also uh, always record these in a live gym. So if you hear some music, if you hear some banging, it's because uh, people are out there actually working out right now being well. Uh, today, we're very happy to have uh, Grace Lindsay with us. Uh, Grace is a personal trainer with us and uh, more importantly pertaining to today, a wellness and performance coach. And um, I think what the topic is and, and the main thing is why would you use coaching and maybe Grace you could just give us a little bit more background about you and uh, and then Stacey you get to ask the first question today because I normally ask first questions. So. Excellent I'm excited. Well firstly thank you for having me I'm very excited to be here. Um, why coaching? So I have uh, been on a journey myself and I think that journey has really led me to doing what I do today and why I get to do what I do today and why I am passionate about what I do today. And so just a little bit of background on that. I, since I was probably 16 years old, I lived a self-destructive life and I was stuck in habits and behaviors that weren't serving me for a very long time. And I had been in and out of therapy for most of my life and a great way that I really like explaining coaching to people is the difference between therapy and coaching which is kind of a, quite a pivotal part of my journey as well. So therapy very much explores your past and helps you understand why you are the way that you are, why certain behavior patterns happen, whatever it might be, whereas coaching helps you build out the future that you want. And at the time that I had gotten a coach, I was kind of done with finding out why I was a certain way and I needed to move forward in my life. And that is what coaching does. It helps you create the future that you want and create the life that you want. And it explores, it explores so many different things like what motivates you, what drives you, what your values are. It helps you create a life that is actually aligned with with what's important to you, not what's important to your parents, not what's important to your neighbor, not what society says you should be doing. It helps you build out something that is gonna be fulfilling and happy for you. And when I got a coach at that time, it was, it was just such a life-changing shift to focus on, oh, actually, what do I want? Because actually, if you, don't, if you aren't clear on what you want, and that's something I learned at that time, you, if you aren't clear on where you're heading, you're not really heading anywhere. And that was something I learned. So, okay, I wanted to change these habits. I wanted to change these behaviors. But what was on the other side of that? So who do I become when I change that habit? You know, what, what yeah, I think really what is on the other side of change is what I think coaching taps into so well and what really changed the game for me. That's awesome. Very interesting. Yeah, really cool. <clears throat> and um, I, th I think in many ways, it the word coaching makes a lot of sense to all of us. And when I was thinking about this podcast, and I was excited to talk to you in, a little more in depth about coaching, I started thinking to myself that 
coaching in society is something that we're all very familiar with. Mm -hmm. We watch the Olympics, and you know that if an Olympic athlete showed up with a coach and then someone showed up without a coach, you'd say, oh, the one without a coach is at a big disadvantage, right? right? And Tim coaches football, and Mm -hmm. it would be the same thing is if he showed up on the sidelines and the opposing team didn't have a coach, Mm -hmm. he'd be saying like, well, we're going to win because Mm -hmm. they don't have a coach. And we're, even we're though win anyway, but yeah, you're right. yeah. <laughs> it's very confident in his coaching. <laughs> so then we take our biggest event, which is our life, mm-hmm. and we feel that somehow we have the ability to just go through it in many ways on our own, mm-hmm. without someone giving us an object- objective opinion outside as to okay, you know here's the direction you're telling me you want to go, here's what I see, Mm -hmm. here's, you know, how maybe there's some things that you need to change because you're not getting to that place that Mm -hmm. you want to go. And so I guess my actual question is, with your training Mm -hmm. in coaching, what what do you learn as as an effective way to guide people? What what are the kind of little structural things that you're going to be working on with someone when you're coaching them? So effective ways to guide people to whatever they're... Okay, let me think. So I think that that... I think what makes a great coach is being able to really figure out what works for that person. And I think that actually everybody requires a different approach, right? And I think that that's actually the beauty of coaching is that you are you are not just adapting your approach to that person, you're, you're helping that person get clear on what is important to them, right? So it's, it's a completely unique process for every person and I don't actually ever think there's a one size fits all. And so I think the way that I would approach it is actually really getting to know that person and look at how, how are they living How do they live their lives? What is the first thing they do in the morning? What do they do before they go to bed? What are their thought processes? How do they think about their goals? You know, I think really studying, I think at the root of it is studying how a client thinks and how they live in order to support them in the best way possible is, in my opinion, what I would say it is my approach as a coach. And, and, and is that where they're at at the time that they see you, understanding that? Absolutely. And then is it difficult for a client to sort of figure out and articulate what the future vision looks like? Sometimes. Sometimes. I think looking back on what, sometimes looking back on their lives and looking at what has worked, what do you want to pull from that? and what hasn't worked and how can you how can you pull from the things that have worked and how can you change the things that haven't um does that answer your question yes yeah absolutely and are there typical roadblocks that people have you know because we're talking primarily Mm -hmm. about wellness here and so that's a pretty all-encompassing term yeah but i'm curious about uh, like like do you feel like people there's like a top five typical roadblocks that people have I think that people are unaware of their blocks and I think that it's a job, a coach's job to uncover what they are and I think 
that is the beauty of a coach. I think when you are in something, it's very difficult to see why it's not working. And a lot of people try the same things over and over again, and they get the same result that they don't want, and they're expecting something to change. It's almost like the definition of insanity, right? It's right. like, I think there's a Einstein quote that he says that. Yeah. But it's like being, um, what was the original question so I don't lose my train of thought? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't waffle. <laughs> The, are there typical typical top five five things roadblocks yeah so happy I was able to remember that question <laughs> right I know well I get off on a tangent sometimes but yeah being able to help people identify what are those things that are keeping them stuck and more often than not and what I have seen mostly is that it is the way that they think about something mm. versus the thing itself right. yes there are systems that you need to have in place and a process to get you to your end goal for sure you have to have something that's going to work but i think you have to explore people's beliefs around their goals you need to explore you know in who who they become on route to their goals who they think they're going to become at the end of their goals and i think the main thing is people's mindset around things that keep them stuck um, versus the actual process of doing things. I think we are blocked by living in shoulds. I think that's a huge one. So I should lose weight, let's say. I No, actually, let's use a better example. I should go to the gym tomorrow, okay? Why should you do that? What, how does that benefit you? I think people live in these, I should do this, and it's like, okay, but why? Finding that, like exploring that, getting to the root of what is important about that thing to actually help people stick to their goals because it's not always gonna be easy, right? There are going to be days that you are not going to want to do that thing. You're not like, you know, if we all waited for the, for, um, to feel good to work out, we would probably never work out, right? right. You have right. to push yourself. For sure. Right, you have to have a deeper, a, a deeper reason, a bigger meaning behind why you're doing things because you're not always gonna feel like doing it. Um, I, I like, yeah, yeah I, I, there's two things that you said that I think are very interesting as to why a coach. Mm -hmm. The first thing is that everybody's different. Totally. And so we have this whole billion dollar industry mm -hmm. related to coaching and habits and self-help mm -hmm. and Tony <coughs> Robbins videos. And of course, probably a billion people are consuming that mm -hmm. every day, but not necessarily getting the results that they want totally. because if they were getting the results, then we wouldn't have that industry, totally. right? Because we would have unlocked it and we would have said, oh, if you want to change a habit, you just do this, and then right. you will change it. But mm -hmm. that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So from what I think you're saying is like, we are mostly missing something with our own self-assessment mm -hmm. that is a bit of a block. The other thing I love about a coach and the idea of doing it one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. is that you have an accountability piece. Which is huge. So I could read, you know, we both love this book, Atomic Habits. Mm -hmm. I could read it 
and over and over again, but James Clear is never coming to my house to say, hey, hey, you said you were going to do this, and you said you were going to establish this pattern, but you're not, totally. and so why are you not? I can do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust that at all. Um, <laughs> that would be really bad, actually. <laughs> so I, I love the idea of a coach that is going to help you set up a structure mm-hmm. and then hold you accountable. And do you find that that's helpful, that part of it? Totally. And I think a coach is your biggest cheerleader, right? A coach mm-hmm. is there for you and nobody else. And I think that's something that's so magical about the relationship you have with your coach is that they are there to help you succeed in the way that feels good to you, right? And I think, again, with the accountability piece as well, a a coach, or just having that coach there, a coach helps you, a coach sees the potential in you before before you've seen it in yourself often, right? And I think that's where we tie in this you know, potential, turning potential into performance and performance, which is what we are now calling wellness and life, uh, sorry, wellness and performance coaching. Um, but, but how to take people's potential inside of them and turn it into performing in their lives in the best way that they can, right? And that doesn't necessarily mean high achieving. That means performing in the way that that person perceives to be their best self or right. their best life or right. whatever it is yeah well and I think some of that too from from what we see in our industry mm-hmm. is performing your best sometimes means that you're taking care of yourself exactly it has nothing to do with um, an external marker it's just that you're healthy you are you have great relationships with your friends or your family exactly. or whatever but it's because you've recognized what you need mm-hmm. to get to that level of self-care mm-hmm. which is something that many of us forget about and i'm sure a coach would be very good at pointing out to someone you know if you're not coming to the stage feeling okay mm-hmm. we're we're going to have a problem with all of it Totally, totally. And you know, we're not meant to go through life on our own, right? We, that's why we community is so important and our relationships are so important. And I think having someone that can support you into getting to where you want in your life is like, it's like, a, it's magic. It is. And it, it totally, totally changed my life. And it is what I feel now blessed to be able to do for other people. Well, I love your, your comment about, you know, you're there for to serve that individual exactly in a unique tailored way mm-hmm. and you know we if we're thinking about doing something we might talk to a friend about it we might talk to a family member oftentimes we don't because we're like well if i fail then uh, you exactly. know I, I it's let the, i've let them down even though we wouldn't feel like anyway it, you, you understand what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i wanted to touch on the one point that you talk about with respect to identity mm-hmm. so it feels to me the shoulds is we're, we're often, we get stuck in someone else's identity, right? Mm. So I should go to the gym because my partner goes to the gym, my best friend goes to the gym. Not really, li- I don't like the gym that much, mm-hmm. but I, I, if I really thought about it, I would love w- walking in nature. That would be better for me than going to the gym. So, so how much of this being stuck in someone else's identity is, is, is a roadblock? Mm. 
You know, I actually think I would phrase it more that you're stuck in parts of your identity that don't serve you anymore versus someone else's identity. I think there are times in your life and different times where you need to update certain settings in yourself. So those habits and behaviors that that you had when you were in your 20s maybe don't serve you anymore in your 30s. Right, and so I think that, and, and we are so driven by who we think that we are, or who we once were, or who we are proud to be. You know, often you, you say to someone, oh, what do you do? And they say, I am a this, because that's who they believe they are, they're, what their identity is, right? And so I think identity is such a huge piece of what motivates us, what we feel we have to live up to, and I think, when it comes to change in general, because essentially coaching is help guiding people through change and transition, right? And I think when it comes to change, you have to look at the parts of yourself that need to change in order to achieve the thing that you're trying to achieve, because the you now is not getting you there. So you have to update parts of yourself in order to to achieve that thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. re- rewrite the narrative, change totally. your personal story, which I exactly. think lots of people don't realize that they have the ability to do. Yeah, and you and I have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Is that that repetition of telling yourself the new story over and over mm-hmm. and over again that our brains, on a neurological level, can't really tell the difference between a story that's actually happening in front of our eyes mm-hmm. or a story that we're telling ourselves, you know, repeatedly, it's just a story. Exactly. And if we want a different story, I think that many times people don't know how to rewrite it. And I'm mm. guessing that a coach could really say, okay, you know, this part of your story is great working for you. Mm -hmm. I understand, you know, like why you want to pursue that part. But this part, like you said, might need an update because it worked for you when you were younger, Mm -hmm. but now you have a whole new set of variables, right? Maybe you're a parent or maybe you've changed careers and you've got to change the story. So I I think that that can be very exciting. Mm -hmm. I, I also think that um, human connection now is is the key to all of it because mm-hmm. I think that it's something that's lacking in most people's lives and especially a genuine connection of someone that you know cares about you totally. and cares about you know where you're headed and has a kind of a relationship with you that is not demanding something from you mm-hmm. and to me that could be a really great thing about having a coach mm-hmm. because it's someone that you could come to and just say okay you know here here's everything mm-hmm. and here's where I feel like I'm failing mm-hmm. and and I think admitting you need the support mm-hmm. and the structure to stop failing and get to a better place, right? Totally. And I think a, a coach will help you see your failure as a lesson yeah. versus a failure. Yeah. And they will help you refocus your attention onto everything that is going well and the successes and the, the positives and the possible. And that's what I love about coaching is that it is all helping people shift their focus onto the opportunity, you know, the, the, the limitless opportunities that we all have around us and inside of us. And I think what we've 
where we put our attention is usually what tends to grow, right? So if we're focusing on the things that we didn't do well, the times that, you know, whatever it may be, we didn't perform to our best ability, then you will then show up to the next thing feeling that lack, right. feeling that failure. But if you focus on the, the, the time that the thing went really well for you, you'll show up with that feeling in your body, right? And do we emphasize the failures naturally? Like, like if there's a failure and there's a success, like we're, we're going to be like, this failure was much, much bigger than this of success. Of course. Okay. That is the negativity bias of, of us all. Yes. And, 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 and fear, right? And fear, exactly. Yeah. And the failures can feel so great. It's like someone, you could have a conversation with someone, I could sit here and list all of the wonderful things about the two of you, and I could list one thing about both of you that, well, don't really love, and you'll go home and you'll think about that one thing that, oh, she said that one thing, right? It's like, you don't, you don't hear it. <laughs> we, we're drawn to the negative. And, yeah. and Stacey's going to beat you on that anyway, for, with respect to me. So she? Yeah. I'll list, I'll I'm list, a much I'll better list person as a result of it, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I, one thing I wanted to, to ask about is, mm -hmm. is there an example, because uh, I love the, so the story example thing, mm. uh, of somebody that you've worked with that has kind of rewritten a part or parts of their identity, and they were in a, just a bad place and now they're just a, maybe not a different person, mm -hmm. but, a, but, a, but the type of person that they wanted to be and they've actually done the work and, and are there. Let me think about that, an identity example. Okay, I've got a few. If this is, doesn't hit the nail on the head, then I'll give you another one. But I had, um, I had a client who was an Olympic weightlifter and she was doing all sorts of different things at that time. She was a, studying to become a chiropractor and she was an Olympic weightlifting coach and she, her schedule was so full and she was competing in this um, weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting competition and she had so much on her plate at the time and she also had this knee injury and this injury was stressing her, her out so much because she knew her competition was coming up and this is a competition that she had won multiple years in a row and the idea of her going to this competition and not winning because her identity was so wrapped up in that title was terrifying for her. And she had so much else going on at the time that I was like, does she even want to compete? Or is she actually just wanting to maintain that part of her identity that she's told herself is so important? And we started exploring it. And I said to her, I use metaphors as a really powerful way of reframing something to people, uh, back to someone. And I said to her, what if you, what if you just put the weight down? Like lit literally and metaphorically speaking, what if you just put the weight down and you actually maybe didn't compete this year and you focused on your degree and all your clients and she burst into tears and she was like, oh my God, I didn't realize that. I have literally tied my success and this identity to this title and I don't even want to do it. And it was just shifting that thinking. That's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. that belief. That yeah. is wonderful. Well, I think that uh, I need to get a coach. So, yeah. Yes. Right? We're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, that'll be exciting. Yeah, I can't and wait. And we can document some of it and uh, take everybody along the journey. I, I think it's a really wonderful thing that you're doing. And, and I love these success stories. Obviously, we love hearing about it. But it's really interesting to kind of step inside a little bit more. And hopefully our listeners will 
enjoy what it's like to be inside with a coach because I think that we can all get value from it in some way you mm-hmm. know no matter how much we're aware of wellness and and health it's the parts that you aren't aware of that are in my opinion going to make the biggest change and that's what a coach does and totally. obviously a fun person to hang out with and spend time with <laughs> I can't wait to start together I can't wait to mm-hmm. start either Thank you very much, Grace. Thank it's been you. really awesome and enlightening. And you know, we've talked about this before mm-hmm. in a, a variety of environments. But every time we do, I pick up something that's a little bit new for me. Right. And I think that that's one of the great things about doing these these conversations. Right? It's it's learning, and that's what we're trying to do for uh, the viewers and listeners mm-hmm. of the Totem Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. All right. We'll see you again next time, people. 